quite a few conspiracy theories kicking around as to why we weren't on last week. Yeah. Why there was no episode 15 of Chasing 40. Uh, one of them was that my hand, my broken hand, had gotten septic because I'd neglected to go to the hospital and I died. <laughs> the other one was that the hair on my back had grown to such a level that it suffocated me. That was a funny thing, actually. <laughs> Last week, there was a lot of people getting in touch with us via the Twitter, at Chasing underscore 40, saying, where's this week's episode? We just take a break from time to time. Sometimes we just we just really have nothing to say. Yeah, every, every now and again, or to, to be honest, in this scenario, we just didn't have a single minute to actually get together yeah. and record it. Uh, but if you remember back to episode 14, I was saying how instead of going to the hospital because I'd fallen, and like so many people as well, I, I, that's another thing I got asked. Have you got footage? Did you get the footage of you falling? <laughs> no, I haven't got it. And I'm I've not... scoured YouTube and it's not on there. Yeah, even someone suggested that I contact the 70s bar that I was in and ask for the CCTV footage of me falling because <laughs> it'd be great. I was past there the other day. Actually, I should have gone in and asked Flares. for it. Yeah. Well, as we speak right now, it's a Saturday morning and I'm contemplating actually going <laughs> to, to Flares this evening back to the scene <laughs> of the crime. One, one reason for that is to exercise these beetle demons that I've got at the moment because I'm obsessed with the Beatles because of the Sergeant Pepper's 50th anniversary but we'll move on to that a little bit later on and also because it's Saturday night and I quite fancy a bevy but but yeah a lot of people asking asking about the hands as well it's not broken by the Go, way I eventually why you stop doing that it's still it? yeah <laughs> it's like the Queen's what are you even doing there isn't it hello hello but anyway I did manage to get to the hospital I think it was around about Wednesday when I got there typical fella and I'll, I'll put the um, oh Beck it was embarrassing basically it wasn't broken because by, by the time we got to Wednesday it was all yellow my nice. hands the bruising so I thought something definitely is going on here so I went to the hospital they did the x-ray they said no no just really bad bruising mm. but put this on I had like a splint on there and also a splint on my two fingers oh. and it looked terribly camp it just didn't <laughs> look great so anyway because I'm a real man I was going to say it didn't go with your butch image yeah not, not with my macho image I, I have can't... a hairy back I am a man yeah I have a hairy back I don't wear bandages <laughs> So I ripped those things off and I've decided to carry on, but it's still hurting me. So thank you very much for my concern. Although, like I say, the concern more was not, is your hand broken? It was, can you get the footage of you falling over in the 70s bar? The answer is still no, two weeks on. And the other thing people wanted you to do to me on this week's episode of Chasing 40 mm. is wax my back. I really want to do really, it. really, really creepy. <laughs> and, uh, why, there's some sick people out there who want to just see pictures. I'm not putting... Maybe I'll, we'll think about it in a couple of weeks' time because yes. I do I do have to shave the back before I go oh, away. Let me wax it. Go on. <laughs> no, go I don't. On. I don't want people. Go on. I don't want people seeing the wings. Do you want to describe them again? Oh. So if you think, oh god, that they've got hairier. Have they? You they're, they're like Wolverine sideburns going that. down your back. Can you hear that? Oh, get it away uh, from me. That's a rocket <laughs> time, isn't it? <laughs> no one has ever wafted their back hair in my face before. I need to go for a lie down. Let me just let me just slow things down here. Let's get some yeah, some nice music. What I've just done there, guys, is to impress a girl, I've just uh, exposed my back area. I got those hairy chops out. Ah, and I stroked it. Right in the face. <laughs> she loved it. Right. Um, I don't know if I can recover from that, to be perfectly honest. It was a honest. bit creepy, that, wasn't that it? That was I, just I think, the weirdest honest, thing ever. It, it was a first for me as well. I've never actually lifted my top up and started <laughs> his, his caressing top my own don't back. Don't do it again. <laughs> so people want you to wax me. Excellent. Not, not, I, I, well, let's see. We'll, we'll think about that one. But I don't really want pictures of my hairy back. Remember, I'm a cool DJ now. Yeah, but we, this could ruin my credibility. We, we all think that it's... You know, everyone probably thinks it's a lot worse than it is. I mean, it is bad. 
but it's it's not at the level where you could like permit yet. Well, what did you say, Wolverine sideburns? Yeah, I, I was thinking more Amos from Emmerdale all the years ago. <laughs> yeah. Now that that's going to be something you're definitely probably going to need to Google, <laughs> yeah. especially if you're under the age of. In fact, how, how, when was Amos? We're going back to the eighties now. I think we? we were probably even we were children then. Yeah. Okay, if you're over thirty, you'll probably get that. If you're under thirty, you might want to Google just. Amos Emmerdale Farm yeah it used to it be called farm. Emmerdale Farm <laughs> once upon a time as well learn something new every day tell you what so much stuff to get through on this week's episode of Chasing 40 how have you been anyway by the way I've, I've talked about my hand and I've talked yeah. about my hairy back yeah. but how, how's things with you um, all my weird illnesses seem to be going which is all good news so it must be the meditation had... then mustn't it <laughs> must be the meditation because it's going so well Boris my inner chimp is doing me idea. I can't. I can't get it 10 minutes Still, this is like two weeks later. I'm still struggling. I sit there and I'm just like, yeah, okay. Imagine if I had a meditation cave. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? What would I decorate it with? I was thinking about you last night, you know, when I was at this uh, concert, a George Harrison, Indian Beatles music thing. It was George's moves. George's journey into Indian music and if you are struggling with medication the, the tunes that I was listening to not medication <laughs> did I say medication? <laughs> yeah. well we know you're not struggling with medication we've talked about your pills on previous Plenty episodes but some of the tunes that I was listening to last night at this Beatles thing I, I thought they were quite sort of relaxing and see close your eyes now and you could be drifting off into a world of mysticism and meditation <laughs> Just by the look on your face, you're not really feeling that. No, do you know what? It, it, that's just throwing me back. Do you remember that gig I went to? Like, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, that really weird Queens of the Underworld thing. I'm just waiting for someone to come out and start no, shouting all kinds of weird chants. There, there, there was none of that, really. No, there was none of that. Just some, some Beatles tunes and some Indian tunes as well. So it's not going well, then? It's still not going well, no. Boris is still in complete control. But at least, at least I'm not having to spend every day with tissues wedged up my nose. That's, Which that's, that's a bonus because nice, yeah. that was really good luck for me. <laughs> Have you still not considered going to one of them classes then, as we talked about on the last episode? Yeah, I keep thinking about it and then I forget to go and then I think, oh no, I've, just, I've got to get myself in the zone first. I don't think, I think I'm still too amateurish to go along because I, I just get there and I'd want to go around and tickle everybody. So two weeks on then, the meditation, the medication's working fine. Yeah. The meditation <laughs> is not going so well. Has anything yeah. else been happening in the world of Beck? I was being quite random, actually. A couple of really weird things. So I was sat yesterday and um, this guy just turned up at the back of my house and started hacking away at my bush out back. I saw that on Instagram, yeah. yeah. I hadn't asked him to do it. Very, very rude. He's trimmed it, though. Looks delicious now. Which one was it? Thankfully, not the holly bush. Right. There was was a bigger one that was kind of infiltrating it. Was that the evil nettle one? Yes. So he's trimmed that right back. By the way, if you want more information on Beck's bushes, episode 13 is what you want to listen to. (laughs) our mother nature episode yeah. <laughs> um, and I hosted hosted a charity gig um, about a week and a half ago right um, which it was a great night we had the nest and strummers which is you, you'd have loved at the ukulele players oh yeah, I've never felt so gangster. The Nest and Strummers, the so they are, yeah. The Nest and Strummers, yeah. yeah. I know Ooh. you were thinking something totally different there by the yeah. look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were class. And then there was the Katumba Drum Band, which are um, kind of like this this mad drum <laughs> thing. <It was> brilliant. <laughs> and the rock choir. Um, but there was a, a DJ there, and he came over and he was... I kind of vaguely recognised him, but you know, yeah. maybe you've just got a common face. Um and he came over after a while and he was like, you don't recognise me, do you? And I was like, well, I'm not really sure. He was like, we met 15 years ago. You met, made me dress as a penguin and waddle around Bromborough. 
Uh, did he explain why you made I, him do that? Uh, no, because I did one of those typically British things where I didn't want to pretend like I'd forgot that had happened. So I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good, <laughs> good times. Good times, Ian. And yeah, I've never got to the bottom of it. I've racked my brain. But it was a proper British thing rather than admitting that I'd forgotten it. Now, this is clearly something to do with Beck when she's been doing a breakfast show. It's been some gimmick on air, hasn't <laughs> Hope it? So. It's not something that she, she randomly goes around asking people that uh, dress like a penguin for me. It could, could have been a date. Maybe I was on, like, <laughs> online dating back then. And I was like, the way to get a date with me is to dress I'm as a, a penguin. I'm a conservationist. I love animals. And, uh, you know, there's nothing I find more sexy when a man turns up dressed as a penguin or a polar bear, something like that. <laughs> That's the, the thing, the horrible thing with stuff like that that happened about 15 years ago because that's just before the internet kicks in and social media. Yeah. If it was a few years ago, because I get that all the time with various out and about people that I've worked with on the radio where I'll just get tagged in a photo saying, remember, you made me do this and I can't remember it. Yeah. They're like them in various fancy dress costumes or doing various <laughs> stunts. But there's photographic evidence for them to jog my mind back to it. So I can, I can ask the question, oh, what was that about again? They'll tell me and then they'll show me the photos or the videos. But 15 years ago, you haven't got a chance, have you? No, I can't remember what happened yesterday. I'm glad that you mentioned that you had a bit of a musical affair because that's all that has been on my mind the past week. If you follow me on any form of social media, uh, all you will see is me posting about the Beatles non-stop. Have I started to annoy you yet? Because I think I've lost a few followers. And I'm not going to lie, I've, I've, I've considered the unfollow button a I've, couple of times. I've also had quite a lot of feedback. No, because I'm doing... I'm, it, it's, a, it's a statement of art, what I'm doing. Is it? I thought people would get onto it straight away. But recently, 1st of June, we had the big celebration of the Beatles' 50th anniversary yeah. of Sgt. Pepper's. So I've been attending non-stop Beatle events and I've just been playing you clips of a George Harrison thing I was at mm -hmm. last night at the Liverpool Philharmonic Hall. I'm off to a Raga Fest on Sunday morning, which is another wow. celebration of Indian music and culture. Excellent. What's a Raga Fest, though? I don't know. <laughs> it's a statement. Did you get confused and think it was a Lager Fest? <laughs> Maybe. Wait there. Oh, we've, got, we've, got a, we've got a brochure. Yes, I do have a brochure. It is... <laughs> I'll find the page. It's a Beatles Raga Fest, Indian Festival Village by Miller Fest. Miller Fest will showcase the creative and spiritual connection of George Harrison to Indian music and culture with the amazing Raga Fest in St. George's Hall, a family-friendly, fun-filled event which will feature some of the world's best Indian artists. Thing is, it's great. You, you'd actually enjoy this, I think. Because Sounds quite good, actually. There's four things, four stages of it. Mm. There's the morning Raga Fest. There's the evening Raga Fest, afternoon one, late night Raga Fest. And with each one, each ticket, you get to see a performance by some top Indian musician. But you also get food. So, <laughs> so Is that the bit I would like? <laughs> I'd just come along for some curry. <laughs> well, I, I suspect there'll be Lager there. There will be. I know you, you're saying, did you, you, did, you, did you confuse it for Lager Fest? There might have been an element of that. But the, the beauty of this, I look at the morning Raga Fest, which begins at 8.30am, ends at 11.30am. I've already arranged to meet some people in town and have a few drinks after that <laughs> so I get out just in time for opening time so I can be in the morning a cultured individual sampling all things Indian and George Harrison and Beatles and then I can be a lager out in the afternoon that's balance goes lovingly hand in hand <laughs> but onto my social media stuff going back to that because it was the 50th anniversary of Sgt Peppers what I decided to do was do my own celebration of it so each day I'm posting a picture that represents a track from Sgt ah. Pepper and I'm going in the order of the album is that what you're doing? yeah so I thought you were just being really annoying well there is that part which uh, that's the majority of the feedback that I'm getting from people what the fucking hell are you, will you stop with this Beatles stuff? Sgt Pepper's 50th anniversary was the 1st of June I'm like I know so today look here lovely Rita because that's the next track, Lovely Rita, mm -hmm. Rita Maid. 
and then yesterday we had when I'm 64 and so on see all right all... so there's method in your madness yeah, then they're all tuned so being for the benefit of Mr Kite there we go they're all lyrics as well that I'm posting that A-level girl dumps car and vanishes and if you look what I put Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock as the day begins silently closing her bedroom door leaving the note that she hoped would say more don't sing she's leaving home that's the that's that's the inspiration behind the song Ah, so right. Paul McCartney read that story in the paper and went, I'm going to write a song. Oh. So see, there's knowledge. So you could have followed me there. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, what I've done is at the end of it, because I know people are confused, I've done a little montage of them all and I'll explain <laughs> what I've been doing. When will it end? It, it's due to end, right? I've got. So when you hear this, which is going to be Sunday morning, is the first opportunity there will be. Let me just have a little look. Work this out now. I think we I think we're on to about the ninth track now. How many tracks are there? Thirteen. <laughs> let me just let me just validate that. <laughs> yes. Oh no, we're on to track number ten. So we've got oh. three more. So we've got three pictures. One that will represent good morning, good morning. One that will represent Sergeant Please Pepper's. let that be Timmy Mallet. No, it's not gonna be Timmy Mallet. Oh. They'll all be Beatles related, oh. they'll be Beatles themed. There was though, I'll be honest, there was a, a stage where I did toy with experimenting because for lovely Rita today, mm. I did have a picture of Rita from Coronation Street. <laughs> but I thought, no, I've gone this far with the, the, the serious approach. Let's not lower myself and go oh. to the comedy. So we've got Good Morning, Good Morning. We've got Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise. Um, and A Day in the Life is the last one. The Day in the Life picture is quite cool. Is it? Because again, it's... You think they're all cool? No, because it's a picture. Because that, again, is a fascinating story as to that, that's where that song come from. Because it was based on... There's a, quite a few sort of elements and a few influences on it, but the main part of it is about... It's Tara Brown, I think, which, which was the, the young kid. He was the heir to the Guinness fortune who died in a car oh, crash. Right. So he yeah. blew his mind out in a car. Yeah. Oh, you're just not interested, are you? Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> I've been following it avidly. I, I just look. Yeah. I've seen this shit. You don't have to explain it to me. I know now. Can we just move on? I now know it means something, and <laughs> it's not you just being annoying. Well, I, I, after that concert I went to on Friday night, which I really, really enjoyed, um, and obviously the Raga Fest, which I'm going to be going to tomorrow. We, this all probably will have happened by the time you're listening to this. By the way, I'm toying with the idea now of trying to play the sitar and get someone to teach me how to play that because I saw a bloke honestly he was like the Jimi Hendrix of sitar players it was mesmerising I was thinking like how I, I, at one point I was going to go onto the stage and see if he had motors on his arms because he was just <laughs> he'd just slow down and he'd go off again it was, it, was, it was unbelievable you're like a kid aren't you you see someone doing something I want to have a go with that I don't, yeah. I don't want that ukulele anymore that's so <laughs> last year get me a sitar no as soon as I, that, that's the thing if I if I see something I get in something I just become obsessed with it so that's been my week that's all I've done since we last caught up sort out the hands contemplate getting the back shaved Waxed. and become obsessed with the Beatles we're Waxed. still going to wax that we'll see I'll think about wait. it the election stuff you know now the thing is is I spend so much time ranting and raving and slating Donald Trump on mm. Twitter and you've said that uh, quite a few people quite yeah. your friends yeah. the only reason they follow me on Twitter is for the abuse of Donald Trump and while we were away obviously the Paris Accord deal he pulled out of it mm. so that set me off so yeah you went on a weekend, proper one actually <laughs> I was even going for his son this time yeah. everyone that because I, I am a bit of a I'm a bit of an eco warrior at heart so mm. I get pissed off with, mm. with that type of stuff people who deny climate change and um, so I was going off big time on Donald Trump my dream is that I just want to get blocked by him I want to get blocked by one of the circle <laughs> the inner sanctum 
of Trump. I just think that would be such an achievement for Donald to look and go tit. Yeah, no, Rock. he's not going to do that. I don't think. I don't think he, he loves is. it. But um, but yeah, so I was ranting and raving about Trump, and quite often on the podcast we will do bits and bobs to highlight the absolute imbecile that Donald Trump is. So now it's only right that we talk about the absolute imbecile that is the leader of the country that we're based in, Theresa May, who this week lost the equivalent of an arse-kicking competition with a one-legged man. Because at one stage, it was like, and we're not going to go into the politics and the, I support this party, you support this party, because we're, we're beyond that now. But if, if you had any, even just a passion, interest in politics, about a month ago, there was no way humanly possible she could ball that election no. up. No. But over the course of three or four weeks, she turned from someone who people were like, you know what, I, I, I can live with her being in charge to, what a fucking lunatic. <laughs> and then Jeremy Corbyn just turned into an absolute rock star. It's like the thing with like Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher, the way that f- switch was flipped. Yeah. Uh, after that one Love Manchester yeah. concert. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Liam Gallagher was the largal out bastard brother. Everyone thought, oh, not a fan of him. Noel's the talented one. He's the great guy. By turning up and singing at that event... He just turns everyone yeah. on no. It's like while Noel's lying on a yacht sipping yeah. on rosé wine. It was like something from the wrestling, honestly. You, where, <laughs> where they have a switch and the good guy turns bad guy. Yeah. Liam Gallagher did the equivalent of walking on stage with a halo on, and Noel Gallagher. He somehow managed to convince the crowd. Noel Gallagher had run behind him and hit him with a chair. <laughs> I was like, how's he done that? But that's what happens with the election. She went from absolute hero to zero in certain people's eyes. And you know, you couldn't. She couldn't have done that by accident. You can't perform that badly just by waking up on a morning some of the highlights for me then because I I love my politics and I I will especially when it comes to a general election I'll find myself every single year I go I'm not doing it again I'm not staying up I say every single year it feels like we're having an election now every single year it is pretty much because we've either got a referendum on this we've got the local council elections we had a general election only last year didn't we Uh, it was a referendum last year it was a general election the year before was it so see there's been that many and I think Judging by what happened over the last few days, we probably will have another general election at some point. So I say to myself, I'm not staying up all night. I'm not doing this. And then I end up doing it. (laughs) So it was another all-nighter for me on Thursday. But around about four in the morning, when I'm starting to feel really tired and I've seen some of the amazing scenes that have happened, (laughs) I I start to think to myself, yeah, I've made the right decision here. Because there were some brilliant comedy headlines (laughs) that came out of it. Not only did you have the usual collection, which I thought they upped the game this year with the comedy nominees, the people who were standing at certain constituencies. There was Mr. Fishfinger. I was just going to say, did you see Mr. Fishfinger? Was he against Tim Farron? I think so, yeah. In the Lake District. I'd have well voted for Mr. Fishfinger. You can't beat Fishfinger. Well, Lord Buckethead is the one for me. (laughs) How he never got in as Prime Minister, I'll never know. We'll move on to that in a minute. There was a a bloke who wrote a guide for the Tories, which was doing the rounds on Twitter, who he'd written this piece as part of their manifesto, a guide to all the MPs out there. Look, I am a man in a local constituency, a marginal constituency, and this is my guide. This is how I've kept onto this seat for so long. And if you follow these simple steps, you will keep your local constituency happy you will keep your marginal seat and everything will go to plan spent all this time putting this guide together Mm. put it out to all the Tory MPs not only did loads of them lose their marginal seat the bloke who wrote the guide lost his marginal seat oh no way so there's one bit of comedy but like we say the, the people who stand against the serious politicians but did you see Maidenhead Theresa May's constituency yes they had Elmo. <laughs> that there was someone stood next to Elmo. I still can't figure out who it yeah, was, but it was yeah. someone else who was quite freakish. But the best part of it of, of them all was Lord Buckethead, <laughs> who 
and this was this was great to see. And as we mentioned, we'll we'll give Donald Trump stick and we'll laugh at America sometimes. But there were so many people I know in America who were going, "What the fucking hell is this? We thought we were messed up." Yeah, Lord Buckethead. I had to explain to someone, no, no, it, it was just a local seat. Lord Buckethead. I mean, obviously, if, if he had a party, the Buckethead party, and they got enough votes, they could be running the country. But if he'd have won that election, that wouldn't have made him prime minister. <laughs> but it must be confusing, though, for, for yeah, people looking they couldn't in. get their head around it. They were like, what, why? So it's you can legitimately have someone with a giant bucket on their head. Because Lord Buckethead, and we will get the picture at Chasen underscore 40, with a link to actually follow Lord Buckethead, mm. because he's... Uh, I'd never even heard of Lord Buckethead no. to this stage, and I've I've been doing loads of research on him. He's been kicking around for years. Has he? Lord Buck, this isn't the, this isn't the first time Lord Buckethead has stood against the Prime Minister. In 1987, he went head to head with Margaret Thatcher. Really? Right, yeah, and he got about 193 votes. <laughs> In 1992, he went head to head against John Major, and again he got a load of votes. And then this year, he went head to head with Theresa May, and he broke his record. I think Buckethead got something like two hundred ninety-three votes. Can you imagine? Go right now if you want to pause this and go to at Chasen underscore forty. You will see all the stuff on there, including some bits and bobs of Lord Buckethead's manifesto. But it it, it was it was like I'm explaining to to my American friends. No, no, it, this is basically what happens, and you can't have the comedy ones that mm. we had this this party once upon a time called the Monster Raving Loony Party. Love those like, guys. What? <laughs> Because they, they were the, that's the mad thing about that at Maidenhead. If you look at the picture, look along Theresa May's to the left, and then you go all the way along. The Monster Raven Looning Party stood in that. Mm. Right, they look normal. <laughs> the guys just sat there with a cowboy hat and a suit. <laughs> They're now part of the establishment. Lord Buckethead's proudly stood in the middle. <laughs> but there's just loads of poses. It's like one of them where they're all stood at the end, and he's doing the Usain Bolt pose. <laughs> That's what makes this country great, even in times of turmoil. <laughs> oh, I was just like, you know what? I'm absolutely shattered. I've been up all night. I've got a full day ahead of me, including going to a concert later that evening. So I'm not <laughs> going to be getting sleep till at least midnight. And then in a new as well, I was getting up at four in the morning to come and record this with you. Yeah. But when I saw Buckethead doing them poses and then I read his manifesto, I thought, that, that that's oh, it. I tried to stay up, but I'd been out all day and I'd ended up going to a networking thing where there was a bit too much alcohol flowing. And I came back and I basically settled down on the settee in my pants, ate a massive tub of popcorn, thinking this is <laughs> going to be class, watching George Osborne and Ed Balls, who, by the way, have the best bromance going at the minute. Complete broke back thing. It was wonderful to watch. <laughs> And f- promptly fell asleep in my pants with my bowl of popcorn. And you missed that romance. Missed it. You missed that as well. Oh, wow. Lord Buckethead. <laughs> just showing back a picture of Lord Buckethead savouring the moment after what had gone down in Maidenhead. Do you want to hear about his policies? Please. Then? So, my 2017 manifesto, he based it on strong, not entirely stable leadership. Mm. That was the headline. Number one, the abolition of the Lords, except for me. <laughs> Number two, full facial covering to be kept legal, especially bucket-related headgear. Number three, no third runway to be built at Heathrow. Where we're going, we don't need runways. <laughs> Number four, and this was the one I was made up with, CFAX to be bought back immediately. Yes. With the Oracle and other teletext services to be rolled out by the next parliament. Page the Oracle. Number five, regeneration of Nicholson's shopping centre in Maidenhead. <laughs> Number six, Buckethead, this is him on Brexit, by the way. A referendum should be held about whether or not a second referendum should be held. <laughs> that, that could happen, though. <laughs> this is great, this one. Buckethead on nuclear weapons 
A firm public commitment to build the 100 billion renewal of Trident weapons system, followed by an equally firm private commitment not to build it. They're secret submarines. No one will even know. It's a win-win. <laughs> that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, do we even know that's a real submarine? It just could be two fellas, couldn't it, at the bottom? We just go, right, come on, let's go up now. These just going, going in the scuba diving gear and just hold up this prop. Like something from a lower low. Have they got the photos, Terry? They've got them. Bring it back down. <laughs> Look at heads on the game there. National, because, of course, Jeremy Corbyn wants to renationalise the yeah. railways. Buckethead wants nationalisation of Adele. In order to maximise the efficient use of UK resources, the time is right for great British assets to be bought into public ownership for common good. This is to be achieved through capital spending. <laughs> so Adele would, would be nationalised and she would be free for all of us. You know what, there's that many here. I won't go through them all. I'll just skip towards the last few. Uh, Katie Hopkins to be banished to the Phantom Zone. Yes. Stop selling arms to Saudi Arabia. Start buying lasers from Lord Buckethead. There's 13 on this list. And the final one was the one that made me smile. Free bikes for everyone to help combat obesity, mm-hmm. traffic congestion and bike theft. <laughs> it's got a point. That's the one thing, though, that we've got to really thank social media for because there's always someone who doesn't miss a single trick. Yeah. Because I didn't know Lord Buckethead had stood. So that was his third, third time. Mm. Because when they go over after the count's been completed and it's time for the results... Sometimes it's just like a flash, isn't it? Over to Maidenhead or over to Reading or over to yeah. here. And, and it's you kind of like, oh, is that a giant fish fit? Oh, no, it can't have been. Yeah, and it's gone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But there's always someone there with a camera going, I'll have that. And it's on Twitter. And before you know it, Lord Buckethead's a, a, a sensation. <laughs> I've got a good feeling, though, if we do get another general, which there will be another general election over here in the UK pretty soon. I think Buckethead is the man for the future. <laughs> I think we need to adopt what the Australians do. And this is one thing I learned yesterday out of everything that stuck with me. So I learned what a hung parliament was. Great analogy on, yeah. on the last leg last night. Um, but the one thing that came out of it, in Australia, they get given a sausage after they vote. So Is, is it a like when sausage? Give, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just like a frozen <laughs> Richmond so banger. Someone stood there with like a barbecue. Apparently so. Um, and they, they were saying to, uh, to the guy, like, oh, are you giving it free? And they're like, no, because that could be deemed as, as bribery. So you vote and then you come out, you have to buy a sausage. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's the one thing that stuck with me. But I'm all for that. Well, I think it was 60% now of the youngsters voted this time, which mm. really helped Jeremy Corbyn's case. So maybe if they were to incorporate something like that, that could get the rest involved. Yeah. A sausage probably wouldn't do the trick for the kids, but maybe, I don't know, a can of lager or something. <laughs> Bottle of Blue Wicked. Yeah. Well, we are showing our age now, aren't we? I was going to say huge. Kiwi 2020. Yeah. Do they even still sell that? <laughs> to be consumed behind the bike sheds. Hooch. I remember that when I was a kid. That was like, oh my God, there's, what does... There's, so you don't just get lager, bitter or Guinness now? There's some sort of like fruit-based thing? Yeah, and it's dead nice as well. And there's another one, an Australian one called Two Dogs. That was it. Mad Dog 2020, man, honestly. You don't know how good you've got it these days, kids. So a sausage a sausage and a, a Mad Dog 2020. There we go, for, for voting next time. So that is just about it from us this week. Remember, if you want to check out the previous episodes of the show, which has been going now, we're into June, aren't we? So yeah, four months. I can't believe it. I was trying to work out time-wise, actually, how, how much time there is available to listen to Chasing 40. I think we must be coming up near now towards the, where you could spend the whole day 
listening it, to us it's definitely a full working day the, the most yeah the most you're gonna get is 40 minutes of an episode of Chasing 40 so yeah a full working day so if you want to skive off work mm-hmm. if you've got one of those boring office jobs and you need something to keep you entertained you can start at 8 in the morning and we'll get you all the way through so check out the previous episodes now give us a like give us a subscribe you can go onto iTunes right now look in the archive they're all there you can go on YouTube search us out Chasing 40 or go to channel 29 loads of stuff on there and also on SoundCloud search Chasing 40 Everything is there for you. I can't state this enough. It is very, very easy. You've got no excuse. (laughs) So many platforms. Have a great week. I'm off to learn to play the sitar. (laughs) Get some wax and strips for next week. And post some more stuff about the Beatles. See you later. (laughs)